0: hello everybody hope you're all good my next video pod for want of a better word is with a really good mate of mine for within the world tour peloton it is lucas postelberger of Bora handsgrower he's a former double austrian road race champion he's led and won a stage of the dauphiné and he's also won a stage and led the Giro d'Italia. And as I said, he's a lovely guy. We look back on his career. We also look at his breakaway in the European Championships this year. And we look ahead to big career change. Well, a career change from a team perspective, because he's joining Team Bike Exchange for 2023 and 2024. Hope you enjoy our chat. Lucas, mate, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we, we had a little bit of a, a cancellation, didn't we? We were going to talk to you on the Tour of Britain. But obviously, for various reasons, uh, we didn't have that conversation. But um, yeah, thanks for coming on, mate. Uh, at pretty short notice. But it looks. To, whereabouts are you, by the way? It looks. Am I looking into your back garden there? That looks.
1: Yeah, cool. it's my it's my it's my garden. I'm at home, and uh, yeah, I got struck by COVID. and am still recovering, but I'm getting along quite good. It's okay.
0: Um, whereabouts in the world are you? Where's home for you? Because I know a lot of riders move up all over the place. So Where's home for you, man?
1: in Austria in Innsbruck
0: mm. of course I should know that because we hung out yeah. in Innsbruck at the Innsbruck A- world A- championships got,
1: I got an apartment it's like uh, 200 meters from the from the parkour from the circuit we did in the world
0: wow <laughs> do you actually on that subject do you where do you train then when when you're in Innsbruck because the roads are amazing do you, you use that circuit Do you got that climb much
1: Actually, I have to climb the, the the climb from the circuit every day to get home. So, yeah, well. All right. Okay. So, uh, but there's uh, many options and many varieties you can go. I, I'm like really good place because I can do like three different directions in the valleys and also in the climb. So it's it's quite it's quite boring. It's cool.
0: That, that's cool. Mate. Now I know you said you had COVID. How are you, I man? Because how how is How's your health at the moment? Because obviously your season has been curtailed. So, how are you feeling yeah. mate, at the moment?
1: I had actually this season was a big struggle for me. I had, a, I had a COVID last year in December and then I had it in November. And then I got a cardiac myocarditis in December. So, I had to skip the training. And then I started the preparation. And then when it was going well, I had a crash and then I had a concussion. And then I came back from the concussion, prepared myself for the tour, and then, uh, yeah, I wasn't selected, so, it was a, a small mental setback, and then, uh, yeah, well, I was preparing for the Worlds, and then I was back in shape, and then I got COVID, so.
0: <laughs> yeah, because you, you were, uh, me, I, I was commentating, from flag, for, for the whole race, for the European Championships, and you were away, in, in the yeah. breakaway, weren't you? Was it, was it with Sylvain, Sylvain Dilia, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, it was yeah, you and
0: Sylvain. You, you're in, you're in Sylvain, and, um, yeah, me and me and Pippa York were commentating. As I say, we got really early, and thank goodness you guys got in the breakaway because it was a great race <laughs> at the end. But you, got, all we were talking about was how how you guys looked like you were having a lot of fun. But it early early on, you were waving to the crowds and stuff. Just talk a little bit about what what that ride was like because it was a an unusual breakaway. But hey, mate, you looked like you were having a lot of fun.
1: <laughs> yeah, actually, it was uh, it was my first race back after the mid season break, so. It was like, kind of, yeah, you know, you need to look where you are and how training went and, and how the shape is. And I, I wasn't like supposed to go in the break. Actually, we were trying to go for Marco for the sprint. Yeah. Uh, but then the neutral car like accelerated in the neutral already up to 70, 80 kilometers per hour. And Sylvan and me were just hanging in the slipstream. And then I just kept going when they waved the flag and they couldn't drop us in the first minute. So we were like, we already had a gap when when the race started so and then we were like okay just keep going a little bit and then we kind of got caught anyway on the first climb because we we were expecting actually a big fight because there was okay should be a pure sprinter race but not for real because Spain for example they had Ivan and he wanted to have a hard race I thought of course yeah Yeah, and then we were like okay it's going to be hard on the climb anyway so we're going to settle a little bit and then we wait for the guys from the back to come and then unfortunately nobody was coming so it was just him and me and then we were like yeah okay (laughs) what do you want to what do you want to do Two against (laughs) everybody else and then we said okay okay we're gonna go and we're gonna enjoy it as much Mm -hmm. as possible and then uh, maybe we can do something in the final Silva had a really good day he was really strong in the in the circuit. still when we we went to the circuit like uh and we said, okay, we do the first lap, we do full, and then we see where we end up. And then we had quite a good gap still. And yeah. I was like, okay, we're going to keep going. But I was I was running out of energy. And I, I, maybe I've, yeah, you know, a small mistake. I missed the bottle and then I missed the jail. And then, you know, you know how it is. I, I recovered when we get caught. And then I was like stuck in the bunch a bit. And then it was the first question. I said, no. I'm too tired for this, I'm gonna just roll to the line and then, yeah. But it was a nice race and it was a, a yeah. good experience. <clears throat>
0: it's it's interesting though that you're riding at that level, <clears throat> and I think it's worth people you know, thinking about this that you have. A, I like the fact that you had a plan, but then just because you ended up at the front, you thought oh, I'm gonna be in a breakaway all day. That's the plan is completely out of the window. So, what, what was the team and but with, with the national. The national squad it's a little bit different though isn't it if you have a smaller team so what was marco's reaction when he spoke to him at the end was he like what what the hell or was he like yeah, that's, yeah, that's he, cool he, what,
1: what was it what was it like he was he was quite upset no. i guess was we, oh right oh
0: god sorry man
1: yeah we we hadn't had a, like uh you know it's always a bit different when you race with the national team and uh, of course we were like it was also connie there it was marco there and it was uh patrick there so we were four from our team and uh yeah everybody was actually quite ambitious to, to do a good race and uh but you know there is not many races in the year where you can say okay it doesn't matter what you do just you enjoy yourself racing and sure. then try something different and yeah. see where you end up and uh well i didn't thought about the outcome to be honest in the first case and that the neutral i just yeah well it yeah it happened <laughs> <laughs> yeah it it's.
0: It, I just I just love that. I think a lot of people watching pro cycling think everything's planned and of course you have a plan but you have to just sometimes you just the race unfolds and that you, you're presented with opportunities and you have to make a decision in that split second before the opportunity passes don't you. And that's one of the beautiful things about cycling though isn't it is having that instinct to know that okay there's a plan but plans every team has a plan and none of those plans are going there's only one plan that's ever going to work out isn't there and that's the yeah. thing like, Twenty teams, twenty plans, and even more, some teams have two plans,
1: <laughs> yeah, so you
0: have to think, you have to really think, don't
1: you that's true, like especially in in, in those days, I you know you have abilities and you you need to approach the race with the team you have with the best possible outcome, you know, so you have to use everybody with his best abilities, and sometimes it doesn't suit the race, or you know like some guys are there and they feel like okay. With my climbing abilities, for example, there in the final there is not much I can do. So I need to do something else. And uh, teams, are, I guess, are starting. They, they start to think about like uh, different approaches and maybe unconventional approaches as well. Just you know, you need to use your force and uh, to do something in the race, not only yeah. sitting there and waiting to get dropped.
0: Yeah. And what are your thoughts? We'll talk. We'll look look back a little bit on your your career with Bora because you're moving on next year, but. But Lucas, I know you've not had the great this year because of illness and stuff, but since COVID and since lockdown and then we had in the end of 2020, the compressed season that we had. And then over the last couple of years, the racing has been insane. We know the level's high, but what, what are your thoughts? Because you're in the middle of the peloton. You're seeing it happen. You're seeing these young riders emerge and the level is insane. I mean, as a, as a commentator. Racing is amazing to commentate on. but It's becoming even more unpredictable. What is it like for you, and and how is the team adapting to that racing? And are you? I'm, I'm sure you're enjoying it because you you know you've got another couple of years, or hopefully more. But what is it like from your perspective, um, the, the modern peloton and, and the way that they're racing nowadays?
1: Well, actually, for me, like when I when I started uh, my professional career, it was it was already changing. Yeah. When I when I met like uh, more experienced guys, for example. Uh, Maciej Bodnar or Markus Puckert in those times in the team so they were like okay cycling has changed so much already and I was like yeah me you know coming from uh, continental and and stepping up and uh, you feel and you see you can do something and then uh, yeah well it evolved anyway so now it's like okay it is possible that also for uh, like a 260 kilometer race the race starts already like 40 kilometers in, like we yeah. saw last week. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, uh, of course, it's uh, it's amazingly hard to race because you, you need to be prepared for everything, you know. It's, there's no guarantee that it's going to be a bunch sprint, for example, or there is not somebody trying something to, to, to get away with it or, or, like, doing unpredictable things. So it's quite interesting. And it's a lot of pressure and a lot of stress, to be honest, because there is no, like, mental recovery as well. So you always need to be 100% focused and ready for action. So yeah, it in this in this point, it's cycling changed. Also, the physical conditions, like, everybody's super strong. Yeah. And, like, when we saw the tour this year, the, the fastest tour ever, and, well, uh, I was even, like, I was watching the first week, and I was like... Okay, somehow I'm really glad I'm not there. <laughs> it looked yeah, like yeah. It, when it looks hard, you know, and yeah. when it's looking hard, and you know, that's gonna be maybe you cannot even describe the pain you feel in the first yeah. week and stress and the pressure and then the tense. So, yeah, yeah.
0: It's, of it's, course, it's
1: of course, it's changed, and we will see where we're gonna end up. Yeah,
0: <laughs> how much faster? than how much faster? How much more stressful can the racing become? It is, but it will. It will certainly ebb and flow. But you've, teams have got to adapt, haven't they? And I find it as a, as a, not just somebody's working in the sport and talking about it, but as a, as a fan as well. I I think it's so so interesting, and the racing has become very very exciting. But for something to be exciting there's the flip side and that's the stress of that excitement or the, the stress of that chaos isn't there. And that's what you feel as a rider. So whether it's a good or a bad thing and that added pressure is it's almost as if you, you need an outlet. I mean, that's actually, and it leads me to another question, Lucas, outside of cycling, how do you relax? You know, um, at the moment, obviously it's <laughs> the end of the season you're, you're forced to relax, but outside of cycling, what, how do you relax mate? Apart from drinking nice cups of coffee, coffee. like cheers, by the way. <laughs>
1: coffee. No, I, I like to, actually, I like to get on a mountain bike. Uh, we spoke last year already now. So yeah, yeah. I have, uh, I have my routines. I go on the mountain bike I go out in the woods. I go on the pump track or some like doing some different stuff, but cooking and coffee is, is, is quite good to relax, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Just to get focused, how you grind the beans, for example, and how you adjust the, the machine over there. And, uh, Play a little bit with milk and stuff like this, and uh, yeah, with cooking. Food is a, a major point also for every like professional sportsman. So yeah, it's it's a good combination, I guess. You know? Yeah, yeah. Especially also like in the environment now, if you go out for training and you you find a lonely road up uh, along a hill or along a climb, it's also really relaxing and calming, I guess.
0: Yeah, it, it is. I think within. Within training, there are moments where you can, I guess, it's out of the race environment, but you're still working. But I think it's important sometimes to remind yourself of how how not privileged a job it is, but how good a job it is. And it takes you it, to some amazing places, doesn't it, outside. And you, you I think you need to take a moment to, to just absorb it.
1: Yeah. At some point, you know, like, it's a privilege. It's a hard privilege sometimes. Yeah. But, uh, uh, of course, we do, like, we we made uh our hobby to our job and uh we we are privileged to race on the on the top level of of the world in in cycling so of course it's something you you want to achieve but on on, on some days or in some races or at some in some hours on the bike you feel it's it's work but uh well it's cool work.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it isn't it isn't bad i mean looking back i mean just mentioned you eight years with Bora, um, Bora, Argon, and then obviously, obviously, but I mean, but you're moving on to the Australian team bike exchange. I hope, I hope that goes well. It's a look, uh, look uh, It's going to be, I think, a good change for you, but you must look back with a lot of fondness, some good memories uh, in Bora.
1: Yeah, we built, like, it was seven years, apart from my apprenticeship, I think. It was sure. Seven years and, uh, but I'm always like, of course, uh, it was a long period of time, and uh yeah like i grew together with the team and we achieved really cool stuff and uh we won a lot of races and uh, we made a lot of experience and we grew together like a family but at one point you know it's like there is so much more in the world you you can do and you can see so like take a look on the other side And uh, I'm really curious, actually, and uh, really excited to get uh, a new path and a new way started. And uh, I know a lot of guys already from Bike Exchange. So, yeah. yeah. For me, actually, the first time of uh, my career to change the team. In professional, in continental, I changed also once. So, well, it's going to be a lot of new stuff, but I guess it's going to be still with people I know, and it's going to be fast back in the routine and uh, yeah, just focus on racing bikes.
0: That sounds exciting. So what's next for you? When's your first uh, team get-together? Because cycling is a weird sport in that regard, isn't it? Like football or something, there's some mid-season transfers, but basically you're going to go to the training camp, the first camp, maybe the first couple of camps in your Bora kit. Like we see this, it's so strange, isn't it? I love it. But it's every team that has new riders leaving and coming that's going to be the same. But So what does the next couple of months look like for you in terms of your appointments with your new team getting getting set up, mate?
1: So next week we have uh, like the first get-together that we do the medical checks and uh, also like the bike fitting and the fitting for the clothing and uh, everything what what is needed to, to get the new season on the way and it isn't like a hundred percent decided yet if we do a proper team training camp or we do a, like a training camp on our own or we do like a training camp where the team provides some stuff and uh, physios and and uh, also mechanics to go somewhere or like everybody is on his own or we build groups so it, it's not for sure now so I guess the main focus is going to be like for the team for Tour Tutananda in January, so there will be a selective spot and uh, uh, I think this, this is going to be the, the major point and then everything is going to be built around this and yeah, of course my focus is going to be uh on the classic season and then further in the year ground tours and then nice Monday races, whatever I can get so uh, some small changes may might be possible. It depends also a little bit on the the, the team and on the race program. But uh, I'm going to do more Arden classics next year, and also okay. some more stage racing in the spring. So it's going to be a change also in the race program. Cool.
0: That's that's cool though, isn't it? I mean, because like like you say, you can be happy in a team, and riders move teams not i mean some riders move teams because they're unhappy that that's clear but some riders just want a different challenge don't they it, yeah. it, it, it is it's totally normal in a professional career there there are a few riders that stay with one team but generally speaking most riders go through several teams it's part and i think it's a good thing to have a change of environment a change of ideas and and you're just what you're 30 32 31 32 30 30 so you have you have you know a lots of time if you want if you want to to keep exploring and what are you most excited about for next year moving into a new team environment is always exciting because it's like the first day at a new school isn't it but with a load of cool stuff new bike new kit all that sort of stuff and that's even when you're a pro it's still so cool to get all your new stuff isn't it taking all the kit out of the bags so what are you most what are you most excited about
1: actually i'm I'm really excited about the like the mood and the environment in the team just to get to know everybody and uh like to get into the group really like yeah. because i i would call a lot of guys they are already my friends so i'm really looking forward to get teamed up with them and uh yeah work on cool things and and, and start a new journey actually yeah. that's that's what i'm really looking forward
0: and i know you said you've tweaked it looks like you're going to slightly change your program um when you had a meeting with the team and you ultimately signed was that discussed what the kind of races you want to do how you'll integrate into the team what your role would be because clearly riders moved depending on on the rider's status their abilities there's going to be a team role but also there's personal objectives for you isn't there and you need to have that as well you need to grow as a rider you want to have your own opportunities to win big bike races like you've already done so what what are your personal aims within the team What, what do you want to do for yourself as well as for the team
1: of course, you know I'm I'm a classic guy and I really like to race the couple classic, for example. So this was a major point. I said, okay, I'm I'm gonna stick to my to my classic abilities. I really like to go there, and uh, uh, if there is a chance, like every every cyclist stream is winning a, a stage at the Tour de France. No, this yeah. this is for sure. So this is this is a this is an open secret. So well, you know. But furthermore, it's like I'm 100% loyal and I'm 100% for the team. So if there is a job that needs to be done, I'm I'm your man. So, well, I, you know, you need to, like, I'm pretty, how you say, it, flexible. I can uh, yeah. adjust my ambitions. So, of course, the World Championships, for example, will always be a priority point for me because I, like for me, it's it's World Championships. It's uh, in my opinion, it's the one of the most important races of the season. Even when the teams are sometimes struggling to let riders go because the team ambitions are slightly different than with the race program, for example. But you know, it's it's a fight for the rainbow jersey, and uh, well, this is for sure also on my bucket list. And uh, yeah, there's like I spoke. Uh, I spoke with Matt White and with Brian Copeland, and uh, yeah, we we had a really good conversation and a really good also fit. I think so. the The point is clear: we want to race, we want to win races, and uh, how we're we gonna do it it's it's gonna be up to us anyway. So, yeah, it's cool, and I'm I, I have a good feeling, and I, I also get my ambitions fitted in. Too.
0: Yeah, I I know Matt White very well. Um, speak to him a lot at the races when I'm on the ground. Spoke he's always one of my favorite managers to interview because he's so honest and direct and yeah, it gives yeah. really it gives he's yeah, very yeah. clear but he's very very passionate and I raced I, I only rode ever rode one Grand Tour but it was with Matt on a different team really yeah yeah so I rode the Giro in 2000 and he was riding for Casa Grande so he was defending the pink jersey until the very end and so we were spending a lot of time talking in the bunch and stuff and so we go back so we have this little connection but he's a He's a lovely guy but so passionate and um i think he, what's clear to me with, with matt is the fact that he obviously wants the team to succeed as a unit as a collective but also cares about the individuals and i think he i think he from what I can see and what i hear from riders he manages the individual riders really well um there's a drive and there's a passion there so and i think when i when i read that you'd um, move teams um okay it was like ah so jamie's moved even Boris had success there but i thought what a team to move to it's, it did feel really right, so I think you're going to have a whale of it. I think you'll have a great couple of years, mate. And it's I yeah. think it's, it's really exciting.
1: I think so. We like to be honest. I spoke with Matt uh, already, like in the COVID season, because I was running out of contract and I got I got many offers to be honest. And I was really close to to go to Matt, but then there was like the small. It was so unstable. Like cycling was. Yeah. Already so unpredictable, and then COVID came, and and like nobody knew how it's gonna go, and then where we're gonna go, and 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 how it's gonna be. And then there was just a security decision to stay with uh with Warra because I got a two years offer, and then I was like, yeah, I was really at this point, I was really sorry. So I'm really happy and I'm really glad it, it worked out this time. So it's
0: cool, that's, that's fantastic, mate. Well, uh, of course, I'm talking about the world championships next year, it's in Glasgow. So I'll definitely yeah. see you. So um, I think I'm going to be working up in Glasgow for that. Well, it's nine days, isn't it? It's the. It's, I'm really excited about this world chat. It's, it's everything, it, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, me
1: too. Me too. Me too. I spoke. Uh, I spoke also with my friends. I have a lot, lot of mountain bikers, and they go also over there. And I spoke also with Pitcock And I say that ah, next year it's going to be uh, his, his, his chance to win the uh, mountain bike title and the road title, probably. <laughs> I was. We were, were. just fooling around, but it's like for me it's really it's really a cool uh event because you bring uh several disciplines and, and several riders like on top level in one place and it's going to be a really cool atmosphere i tell you because like i know both communities because my girlfriend is used to race mountain bike and uh, okay. of course like the communities are I mean the matching together because cycling is like a tremendous sport and it's it's really nice and the competition is cool. But uh, road cycling sometimes is kind of stiff, you know. Yes. Like it's uh, a bit conservative. A bit conservative yeah. sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, and uh, <clears throat> uh, I would like uh, really to get to know how it will be if you bring like both communities together in one place and it's going to happen. So <laughs> it's really cool. It already happened uh, in Munich this year. Of course, yeah. yeah. The European Championships. So uh, it was quite cool to see already. So, uh, well, we're going to have a, a nice world champion experience next year. It's going to be
0: cool. Definitely. Well, if I don't, I'm, I'm sure I'll see you at a race before that. But if I don't, I'll be disappointed. But we'll definitely see <laughs> I, I you at the world championships, mate. Well, well look, it's, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, can't wait to see you racing next year. Have a good off season, recover quickly, mate. And, um, and thanks for being so generous with your time. It's lovely to see you, and you're looking really well.
1: Thank you, bro. Thank you. Cheers, mate. Really appreciate have, like you having me again. Uh, it's always nice to talk to you, my friend.
0: Thanks very much, mate. Cheers. Cheers, bro. Perfect, buddy. Thank you very much. Um, Thank you. Ah, nice one, mate. No, thanks. Were you holding the laptop all the time?
1: Yeah. okay <laughs>
0: i was really uh quite worried about that i thought no, as, long, as long as you're fine mate good stuff well uh, lucas well, thanks very much mate um much appreciated we- this is going to go on the we love cycling um i do i work every three weeks for these guys i take over their instagram and stuff like that uh, and then cassia yeah. Nui- yeah cassia nui adoma takes it over every every week as well and then there's another uh, a, girl, a lady called julia elliot takes it over so that's that's what this is all about um it's, it's pretty good fun so and so skoda have got a big presence at the uh, all the grand tours so when we yeah. when we were there at the uh the tour de france we just hung out with those guys they're, it's a, they're a cool bunch of people so um yeah so thanks yeah. very much for your time mate and i'll hopefully see you i won't be at the tour down under but i'll maybe see you at the giro or something like that whatever yeah, What, 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 what what's your do you know what your grand tour schedule might be yet or is it just depending on
1: like you know, being a foreign guy in an Australian team, I guess like they will form the team around uh Yatesy and also of course, yeah. around Michael or even you know Dylan if he's going. So yeah. it, it will depend uh, a little bit on that. I'm also like planned to do a leadout for for those two. So yeah, we will see how it I'm um, you know if if they need me I'm gonna go. Yeah. But uh I'm I'm just glad to get the chance and uh yeah also to pass my knowledge along we have a small agreement uh with uh, like i I took with uh, matt and also with brian i'm gonna care a little bit for the younger guys you know oh fantastic right okay neo pros and they are stepping up and they don't know how whatever and, and stuff like this so i may introduce them a little bit to the cycling world of course you know like cycling is changing every day so basically it's but for the basics, <laughs> oh yeah, totally, you, yeah, yeah, Where you put your laundry bag, for example, and stuff like this, they're gonna be, you know, like questions they will never ask because they're too shy. Yes, uh, yeah, and, yeah. Well, makes that's, the life easier.
0: Yeah, that's cool, mate. No, it's, i um, it's. I think it's going to be a really good fit for you, mate. But uh, yeah, we'll take so. care. Keep in touch, mate, and um, recover recover well. I'll sign off now, but I'll catch you soon, buddy.
1: Cheers, bro. Take Thank it easy, you. mate. Thank Bye-bye. you.
0: Bye-bye. Bye, bye, bye.